check out We Are Calvin football podcast in association with McAvoy Super Value Virginia. Real food, real people. Try Super Value's own range in store today. Quality products at one third the price of branded labels. McAvoy Super Value Virginia. Supporting local. Brady's Arva Limited. Main dealers for Volkswagen cars and commercial vehicles have been serving the needs of the motoring community in Cavan, Longford, Leitrim, Monaghan, Mead and the surrounding counties for over 50 years. A family-owned and family-run business, Brady's are famous for their long association with the GAA. If you're looking for a new or used car or commercial vehicle, check out Brady's Arva Limited. They provide an unrivaled sales and after-sales service and are open six days a week. Brady's Arva Limited. Get on the winning team today. See www.bradysarva.ie for more details. Looks like Tyrone's game now. They've controlled it for long periods. As I said earlier, they failed to put Calvin away, but Matty McLean's goal apparently has done that, and they're just coasting it now. Really entertaining game. Calvin came close to getting the goal they played, but it wasn't close enough. Tyrone, Division 2 League Champions for the first time. They've beaten Calvin. They've beaten Calvin. options, high ball into Mickey Graham would have been totally outfielded in the full back line even the last free for Peter Riley there was a great fetch in the, in the square from the throne cornerback The substitute that come on sends that ball over the bar and increases the Tyrone lead to 3 points, Tyrone lead 16 points to 2 goals and 7 Calvin need a goal Mickey Yeah, we need a goal Damien, that's just it So it's now a Calvin kick out, one there on the far side of the field by Jerry Smith gives it to Martin Riley, back to Jerry Smith he's got speed to go wide players Decides he's going to turn back inside. Plays a cross field ball down towards Kieran Brady. Kieran Brady's got Rory Dunn. Rory Dunn's got Key and Mackey. Put it over the bar, Mackey. It's a goal chance, maybe half a chance for Kieran Brady. High in the square, David Gemby. Yeah! Oh, no! David Gemby high. It rolls higher than all than their own defenders. As Kieran Nahala put the ball in for David Gemby to rise up on that. And now it's a draw game here. We've got 36 minutes on the clock, Damien. As we start this McAvoy Super Value GA podcast and we are Calvin.com on 24 December 2017. Little did we know when we were putting together that jingle last summer before the Ulster semi-final replay with Matty Midlinen who was uh, who scored that goal in 95 and, and was mentioned on that clip would be the Calvin manager Paul I suppose things turn around and happen for a reason maybe yeah we did we didn't see that coming Damien also your famous piece of commentary there at the end along with Mickey absolutely brilliant commentary where, where you said put it over the bar Mackey he always listened memories. to me well, well, I think you Thank spoke God, you spoke to him for later on so we'll hear that he, is he still talking to you at least after that yeah well Keen had made, made the right decision on the day it wasn't my choice of decision at the moment but he's seen something I couldn't see in fairness to him but we have Keen Mackey later on on the show and uh, we also have a wee bit from Sean Kavanagh, which we recorded last year. But it's uh, ahead of the round two of the Alliance National Football, sorry, round three of the Alliance National Football League. Cavan taking on Tyrone in Healy Park in Oma at half two on Sunday. It's a uh, it's a big game. It's a big game because Tyrone now people are talking about they're in the big four, they're in the top four from a team that that got promoted last year won the Ulster title I suppose is what has put them into that top four Yeah I was one of these people who doubted Tyrone a little bit uh, last year I thought they were they were being overrated um, because they hadn't done a whole pile and suddenly they were being ranked as fourth favourites for an All-Ireland I know a lot of that was because of their pedigree under Mickey Hart and with a couple of key men like Sean Kavanagh who knows what it, what it takes to win an All-Ireland but I thought that was more uh, said more about the the relative lack of quality in the field uh, last year and I still think that that pertains um, Cavan uh, last year missed their chance I honestly believe that that Cavan should have got to an All-Ireland semi-final last year we should have been where Tipperary were like you could see it the gap was there when you actually looked through it and weighed it up was there anyone there that that, that was better than Cavan and there wasn't really like if we had have beaten Derry which we should have done 
we'd have, we'd have gone on. We we would have hopefully have beaten Galway as Tipperary did. We'd have we'd have gone on into, a, or we'd have yeah we'd have beaten we'd, Derry. We'd have if we beat Derry, we'd have had Tipperary next, and then we'd have had and Galway, have Galway in a quarter to final, get into an All Ireland semi final. An semi-final. You know, so th- that was a, that was a big blow. Whereas Tyrone took their chance. You know, mm. they came in, they won an Ulster title. Okay, they lost by a point to Mayo in the quarter final, but. Um, subsequently my, my old did quite well and, and Tyrone have still got that momentum they're very hungry are Tyrone any better than Cavan yeah they are better than Cavan at the minute were they better than Cavan last year not very much Like I, I, I'd like to have think that if Cavan had kept progressing that this year they would have been right there because the, the calibre of player that Tyrone have most of those Tyrone lads lost to Cavan in those 21 finals 4-5 or five years ago an awful lot of them I, I, I went through it last year there was about 15 of the panel yeah, well, it's funny actually you mentioned because maybe this is a good time to bring in the clip that last year before the National League final in Crow Park, the Division Two, uh, I sat down with with Sean Cavanagh and we we did discuss Cavan football. You you came through successful underage systems in Tyrone. Cavan have mirrored that, I suppose, in the last four or five years, winning uh, equal in the four in a row that you won at Ulster. Um, you know. This young bunch of Cavan players, they're, they're bringing a, a, a different challenge than you'd have seen down through the years in, in Cavan opposition where we didn't have physicality or power the way we do now. Do you, how do you rate this current Cavan team against all the teams you've played from Cavan? Yeah, look, you have to, you have to respect that, I suppose. Um, you were alluding to earlier the fact that uh, I remember playing a, a, a 21 match against Cavan uh, back in, in, in 2004 or whatnot, and... Um, Every time I've taken the field, and I could say this honestly, against the Cavan side, you always know you're in a battle. They're they're a team that will, they've got that never say die. It's just within their culture. You talk about, Louis Van Gaal talks about philosophies and people different call it culture, but Cavan have that sort of a stubbornness and a will to win that um, is is, is infectious probably amongst their squad. And, you know, they've always always given us tough games. I remember even in 2005, we we, we obviously won the All Ireland that year, but we played Cavan in the opening round of Ulster, and uh, they had us beaten. And I think we, we we dug out a draw that day, um, and uh, the kid went on to win the replay. But that was an example of, of an All Ireland winning team being put to the pin of her collar by by, by a, a Cavan team that probably wasn't expected to do very much. So uh, they've now been able to probably combine that uh, that that stickiness, that stubbornness, that will to win, that that hardy gritty approach to. With some serious players that, that they've been able to produce now that have, that have led them to under 21 success in the last number of years, and none more so than the likes of Gerald McKernan or David Givney, Kean Mackey. Um, you know, the, the, they've got leaders all, all over the pitch, um, and, and yeah, you, have, you have to respect that. Uh, um, I, I think no matter what happens on Sunday week, uh, they, will, they will have a big say either within the Ulster Championship or the All Ireland Championship this year, and, and whoever beats them uh, will have to be a serious team. Yeah, so it's uh, it, it is a shame, right? Okay, within the Ulster Championship, it was a serious team that that beat us last year. But you, his his uh, prediction that it would have to be a serious team, Derry cannot be considered a serious team, and they beat us in the championship last year. So he's he maybe overestimated Cavan last year, or as you say, is it more that Cavan underachieved? In the final analysis, Cavan underachieved last year, in my opinion. I'm going to say this to you. I mean, I said it to you in private during the week, and I really believe this. The panel that Cavan had last year, with Givney flying fit, playing really well at full forward, with Keating breathing down his neck on the bench, with Jack Brady coming on, with Kean Mackey fly, flying fit, with Garoge McKernan playing in the form of his life, Ray Galligan playing really well in goals. The, the panel that Cavan had last year, I honestly think would have no problem staying up in this division. The panel that Cavan have this year, with so many injuries, with with a few defections, I don't think they would have ever got to Division One in the first place. And that's that's the the honest uh, my honest opinion on it. I don't think that panel would have got out of Division Two last year. So I think the team has gone back. We're missing from from the the squad that was available for the Dublin game, which is which is the one we lost so far in the league. Like we were missing Raymond Galligan, Garoge McKernan wasn't near fit, there was only a few minutes in him, David Givney, James McEnroe, Kean Mackey, uh, Niall Murray, um, Jack Brady, Jack Brady, Fergal Flanagan, Eugene Keating. And you know, how how many of the replacements come in, let's be let's be honest here, are as good or better than, than those fellas who have a lot of experience, us running twenty one medals, a lot of senior championship experience at this stage. Like 
how if Kavanagh are a common team and we kept being told we're a young team, we're a young team, we're a young team. If that if that rubbish was true, why why when we got to Division One did we give out six debuts on our first day? That's what you do with an old team that's in that's in that's in decline or in transition. We're not a common team. We're a gone team. We're now in transition again. That's the sad reality of it. Unless they can get Givney back, they can get maybe get Keating back, they can get Key and Mackey fit and, and try and hold on to what they had last year because there's same old Calvin story. It all it all comes back to that day against Derry for me. That was that was the one that got away and the team that Terry built, if if the panel we, that we've saw against Monaghan and, and Dublin is the panel that's going to be there going forward, then the team that Terry, Terry built has moved on. We've lost more players from 2014 than Donegal have when they were in the All-Ireland final that year and yet everyone's saying, oh, Donegal are going to be down a while, they've lost so many players. We've lost more and we're supposed to be the up-and-coming team. Yeah, I don't know if the up and coming team really holds with this tag, but there there is a there is a and and it's nearly an idea or it's the use of the a transition. There's there's almost within the GA that a transition is almost is is always a a degrading of the team that it's going to go downwards. But transition doesn't always have to be a downward spiral. Transition can be an upward spiral too. So it's not necessarily I I know your point that the David Givneys and 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 Kia Mackey and that are proven and have proven it down through the years that they're they're excellent footballers, but there's nothing to say that the the new crop coming through the Niall Clarkins, the Jerry Smiths, the the Niall McKernans, that these lads can be every bit as good and maybe better. Oh, of course, of course they can be, but it's going to take time. And that's where the transition thing, in my opinion, comes into it. It's going to take time for those fellas to find their feet. It'd be very unfair to ask Niall Clarkin who's done very well especially against Monaghan did really well but it's very unfair to ask him to go out and lead the team into a big championship match maybe have to mark a real t- tough all-star defender or something like that it's, it takes time to find your feet at that level and there's lots well, of the, other fellas the, the, the best example of that I heard on the podcast during the week was Bernard Brogan was three years in the Dublin panel before he started before he got a championship start you know so and he turned out to be a, player, a, of the year, a, yeah. player of the year at one point he and actually I think his first championship game was a stinker and just Pillar Caffrey persisted with him and gave him a second and then on his third one he scored 1-4 against Leash or something and all of a sudden it, it, it could have been awfully I'm not sure but that's how it started so you yeah, mentioned Jerry there, Smith Damien bear in mind that Jerry Smith's been the breakout, breakthrough player of this year so far I know he went off the last day, but very good against Dublin, very good in the McKenna Cup. True injury. Yeah, true injury, we've found out since. But Jerry Smith was on the panel for Championship last year as well. Like that last year's panel was far superior to the panel we have now. Let's be honest here. And th- there's a lot of good players on that panel this year, but we have lost so many that it's making things really difficult. I, I would be confident that this year Cavan would have closed the gap into our own if we had have held, held on to all the players that we had. You have to remember, Shawnee Johnston was he's very flying fit and all that he's a year younger last year as well like he doesn't have that many years left he's 33 this year he doesn't have that many he doesn't have 10 years left at this level you know what I mean so every year you need to make the most of it when you have these fellas like and otherwise you're going to you're going to decline we we could where are we going to get points in this division I don't know yeah well I I, I think that Sunday every game for Matty Medlina will be a target for points but I think that your Donegal, your Roscommon games are are going to be crucial. They're they're vital. But uh, having said that, one of the players you you mentioned that hasn't featured so far, I caught up with him earlier on, Key and Mackey, and uh, just asked him about his time back on the panel. Ah, yeah, it's it's always good to be back involved with a Cavan senior setup, and especially now that it's a it's a new setup, it's fresh. You know, it's it's completely different. So. It was a, a bit of a pull now to come home to to join up. Yeah, we, we were slagging before we came on there to give him give him his due. Uh, Mr. McDonald from Romar Energy uh, made the call for you to come home and offered you a job and all. Yeah, he was. I was speaking to him at um, at Christmas, and he said if I if I want to come home, he'd have work work organised for me. So uh, the Lavi man, Lavi manager, and Rammer man was. It was a big pull to get me home to play for Castle Ran. Yeah, yeah, that was great thinking. All right, I wonder if maybe Donald Keoghan is helping him out in some way. There's a big job coming up you might be able to do for him. But you're uh, you're obviously under new management, Matty Midlean, and how are you finding the change in management? I suppose it's always like a maybe a new lease of life. Ah, yeah, like a, a change is as good as the rest, as they say. And like Matty, he's a um, different approach as as we'd say of managers before, you know, but. 
the setup isn't majorly different, you know. It's 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 a very good setup, like and uh, and Maddie's bringing the thing forward, you know. But uh, it's 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 good to have a change, a different voice, you know, and stuff like that. Yeah, when you first came back, I think you had a wee setback with an injury. How's that coming on? Uh, yeah, no, I'm back training now. Thank God, I I get back into training and I I hurt the grind, but um, no, back training now. Thank God and. And hopefully be ready to go now in the next couple of weeks when I get the call from Maddie. Yeah, look, looking ahead the next couple of weeks. I suppose the the opening two games to get one point out of uh, the the two games probably isn't a bad result overall considering Monaghan are after going over to Mayo the weekend before and 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 really taking control in that game. So uh, and Dublin probably very few people expected a result from it. Uh, yeah, probably. When you look at the Dublin game, you know, people probably thought seen it kind of as a early as a circus act that Dublin were coming to town, you know, but from being in and around the players and stuff like that, the players didn't think like that, you know, but sometimes the the feeling outside of the camp just filter in, you know, and, and talk about the dubs. Like Tyrone didn't go up thinking about the dubs when they went up to Dublin, you know. So maybe we just have to get that mentality into our head now that we are a division one team and and we're capable of beating anyone, even even the dubs. You know, we have to have that in our head because if you don't have that in your mind, you're not going to do it. You know, and and like last season, we had the first two games of Derry and Tyrone, and we had no points, and we got promoted. So we've we're, we're a step ahead of last year already. You know, we have a point, so we'll be looking ahead to, to try and build on that now this Sunday. Yeah, looking ahead to this Sunday, um, Tyrone up in the the Lions Den. You know, Cavan. Traditionally having a good record against Tyrone at senior level, but they they broke that duck this year in the McKenna Cup. How big of a psychological influence will that be going into this uh, National League game? Oh, it definitely would be huge. You know, like even even the younger lads who are who are now fully established, Cavan seniors like Dara and Killian Clark, like they've beaten Tyrone all the years up. You know, so, so psychologically they have it; they can beat them. But maybe it's just for the other lads that haven't really got the got the better of Tyrone say the Mossies and the Jellies and stuff like that to beat them in the McKenna Cup probably was was huge you know and people wouldn't think how big it is you know saying it's only the McKenna Cup but like to, to get to get the victory over them it, it is big like and, and hopefully now on Sunday we lost them by a point up there last year you know and took them to a replay so we're not a million miles away from getting a scalp off them in a, in a, in a big competition and, and hopefully now Sunday it'll be the start of it yeah, look, looking at the panel itself, you've been obviously involved a, a, a lot of years now at this point, but there's, there are big changes on the panel. There's a number of you lads coming in, but who's impressing you? Um, well, well, all the lads coming in are, are very good footballers, you know, and Niall Clarkin coming in from Shercock, I wouldn't know much about him. He'd, play, he'd be playing intermediate, and I, I, I wouldn't get to many, as many of them games as I'd like to. But um, from what I've seen of him since I've come in, he, he's a very, very good footballer, and, and a fantastic athlete also. And uh, and Buck McKeon from Lacken, he, he does it year in, year out for Lacken. So after maybe a couple of months of in with the seniors, he'll be able to bring that ability to county senior level. Yeah, and I suppose you couldn't go but mention your own club man who's really made the cornerback position so far this year. His own, Fergal, is, has seamlessly slipped into that position. Yeah, Fergal. Fergal's there the last year or so and he's kind of been working away behind the scenes and he'd be a serious club man as well. Like last Sunday he'd done a bit of training with the club as well. Like so he'd be a serious man to go but he has that little bit of a nasty streak I suppose about him that you need as a corner back. And uh, I'm sure Mannion would tell you all about it. I was behind the goals watching it and, and Mannion as big as Mannion is didn't want to know when Fergal was just been like a little rat to him, you know. So like Fergal has that and, and every corner back, every corner forward would tell you when a corner back's at that, it takes you off your game, and, and Fergal's very good at doing that, and, and long may it continue from. Yeah, definitely. So I suppose bringing it back just before we let you go to the club, you have Donald Keoghan and Anthony Ford over you this year. You've you've obviously started a wee bit of training there. It's it's I suppose maybe they you're looking for that extra wee five percent to get you over the line this year. Yeah, well, hopefully, yeah, we uh, we've left it behind us the last two years. We could say. And uh, our third time's the charm. That's what we have to tell ourselves. But it, uh, every 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 club now is going to push on now. Like Rammer came out of nowhere to win a championship, and, and fair play to them. They, they had a fantastic year. So every other team now is going to think if Rammer could do it, we can do it. You know. So every team will be pushing on hard to to try and get there 
their championship under their belt. But I will be doing the same as every year. We'll push hard, but hopefully now Forty and, and Donal with their experience now and, and Ivers as well, it'll, it'll, it'll just knock us on that wee bit to maybe just get us over the line. Yeah, yeah, well, look, best of luck in that coming year. Just uh, very briefly before, very final question, they say, are you, uh, are you available for selection this week or will it be the week after, do you think? Uh, well, I've been training the last week, so I once I'm training, I, I assume I'm available for selection, but I haven't spoke to Matt about it, so uh, I just let him make the call on that if he wants to be part of it this weekend or not. But um, as far as I'm concerned, once I'm training fully, um, I'm up for selection, so. He's the boss then after that. Good stuff. Keen, thanks very much for taking the time to talk to us. No problem at all, Amy. I think that's what I asked him. <laughs> yeah, so Keen Mackey back on the panel. As he said at the end there, he he considers himself fit and ready ready for selection. He hasn't had the uh he hasn't had the conversation yet with Matty Midlinham, but he's coming back. Jack Brady's not a million miles away from back. Niall Murray's only another couple of weeks. James McEnroe is back and available. So the panel is getting stronger. Yeah. Okay, yeah. If we can get those boys back. I'm talking about the panel that we've had available for the two games to date. Yeah. If we can get those fellas back. And we do need either Givney or Keating back, in my opinion. Especially uh, Givney, the form he showed last year. Like Him going off, him losing him to injury in the championship really derailed our championship hopes. Like... He was he was brilliant up to that. He was really was when you look back, had a fantastic year. I don't think we would have, would have got promoted without him. He almost mm. he almost dragged us back into the league final at Crow Park. He had a shot inches over the bar. You know he he, he terrorised that, that Tyrone defence in the first day like with direct hand and three goals in the championship. Like it's, it's just an awful loss. He's a weapon. Like, he's, he's a weapon. He's like, an absolute he, weapon. But ah, he's a he's a beast of a man with good feet as well. But you might get him back for championship. He's a fellow that keeps himself in good shape. He he might come in and and be back. Like who knows? It's a, it's a, anything could happen between now and championship. Yeah, I suppose they they have been on on record as saying the management that it, it's an open door policy. Whoever whoever is going to be of benefit to the panel, if they're available, will be brought in. So you know it, it leaves the door open for those lads. But you know the the idea of where fifteen years ago you could walk into the panel having not really done any training. Or just done your bit of club training, like it's moved on so much further than that. That you know, even Givney, who looks after himself exceptionally well, I wonder could he come in and and be up the county standard of fitness? I don't know. To be honest, like I don't know. The only thing is that he's. It's not like he's hasn't been there for years. He was there last year doing all that training and missed the year before. Missed the year before. Yeah, true. But he was at that he was at that level six, seven months ago before he got injured. So if he has got his injury right, you, you wouldn't know what could happen. But I mean it's 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 a master he's doing, I think, isn't it, in, in England? It's 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 I'm not sure. It's studies rather than than, than work. work. I think I am not hundred percent okay, I, I don't, knows, know. I don't know the ins and outs. I don't know. I have a no haven't did, had an interview with David or anything like that, so I don't I don't know. But yeah, um, something maybe we, we'll try and find out. But I suppose look at that's that's the past. Look into the future. Tyrone after drawing with Dublin last or sorry two weeks ago, um, Cavan draw with Monaghan. You know, bit of a difference in 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 the results there. Even though the actual end was the same, but can Cavan go up? Having beaten them in the first round of the McKenna Cup, can Cavan go up and take two points in Healy Park? It goes back to the the old thing, Damien. When was the last time Cavan beat a really good team in league or championship football? It's long, It's terrible. Like we'd be sitting here for five minutes with dead air. If we tried, well, I'd say Galway push. last year. I do think Galway are a really good team. I think they they won the Connacht Championship last year. I think that that was a really good team we beat. Possibly they caught Mayo Cole last year in the, in. The, in the in Connacht and they got a, an awful trim against Division Three Tipperary team in, in the All Ireland quarter final at Crow Park last year. Yeah, well but maybe they were caught cold. Maybe they were, but I I don't I wouldn't call them a really good team. But okay, okay. possibly Galway. But if Galway is the best team that we that Cavan have beaten in donkey's years, like you're going back to 2004 or five, maybe where they got a run to the last five, they beat Donegal and Mead. 2004, they had a really good uh, National League win against Armagh. In Berkeley, that's how far back you're going. We don't, we haven't beaten good teams. We've run them close. We, we've drawn with with um, Tyrone last year. We've lost by a point to Monaghan. Many twice. times have we played really good teams. 
Well, like we've we've played Monaghan in 2013, we played Kerry in 2013. I will. We we well then same year we beat Monaghan. 2013 we beat Monaghan in the league. Yeah, we did beat Monaghan in the league that year in round round two of the league hmm. in Breffney. Now, so they weren't they weren't. Um, Monaghan didn't rip it up in the league that year and they weren't given any hope of winning those. So, okay, they subsequently turned out to be alright. Okay, so we, we got a win against Monaghan in 2013. I will, I will say that Monaghan and Cavan games, as we saw last Sunday, it doesn't matter if one it's of them... life of their own. Yeah, it takes on a life of their own. It doesn't matter if one's Division 1 and one's Division 4. The history books show that. But, yeah, to, okay, 2013 we had Monaghan, um, we played Kerry. Um, 2014 we played in Arma- we played We lost to Armagh. Who else did we play in 2014? Versus Common, yeah. Do you know 2015 we lost the money? What do you shelve and you see each year a really good team changes, and it's only at the end of the year you realise who was a really good team. So, like, how do you shelve? Well, no. Well, let's say I'm talking about a team. You'd have to say Monaghan in t- 2015 was a really good team because they, they they went on to win Ulster that year. They'd won it two years previously. They were playing in Division One of the league, and we had them beaten, and they beat us by a point. Cavan have thrown away so many winnable games in the last few years in the last 10 minutes of games crazy crazy criminal stuff like we, we had um, look how many times you're talking about how many times we've played really good teams how many times we've played Tyrone we played Tyrone last year in the league in the league final in the championship twice we didn't win any of them we played Derry last time, last year three times lost, in, them lost them all Do you know? so Cavan have no track record of, of beating good teams so we're sitting here saying can, will Cavan go up and, and, and beat Cavan had Monaghan bet up a stick last week in Blaney here two weeks ago didn't beat them. So I really outplayed them. But outplayed them. Yeah, possibly them. the difference was though Cavan came from behind in that game whereas they're usually leading in front and get yeah, but we're scraping we're scraping for um for, for something positive. positive to say if we're going, Oh well they didn't, they so didn't blow a lead. You're, so your overwhelming feeling is Tyrone will beat us. Now, I would love to, more than anyone, I want to see Cavan win on Sunday, which would be brilliant. But it would take a brave man to, to say that out of nowhere, having not beaten anyone on Tyrone's level, let's put it like that. When does that we beat a team on, on on that level, who are fourth or fifth favourites for an All Ireland? No, we haven't. Sixties, you know, yeah. ninety-seven. We're talking about yeah. there, like so. For to think that Cavan are going to go with a lot of injuries and things like that to go up and beat beat Tyrone on Sunday. The, the it'd injuries be a massive have definitely point. cleared up an awful lot from from the conversation uh, I had earlier on. It seems to be the injuries are down to an absolute minimum. Yeah, I think. yeah, I know what you're saying, Damien, but. We're talking about the likes of James McEnroe and Ray Gallagher and all those boys. But when did those boys last play a game? Like another back fit, Keen as well, back fit, fit and over his injury. You have to play them. Have you to have play. to play them for them to get games. I know that, but but I'm saying, is everything coming together? Hope and reason, rhyming here that we can beat Tyrone on Sunday. Is everything coming together, or are we going up more in hope than expectation? Well, yeah. Look, I'd agree. We're going up in hope more than expectation, but. I I do think the panel is is progressing. I think it's it's getting injuries back. You know, there's nobody. A few maybe a month back, we were we were saying that, that David Givney and Key and Mac were the two biggest losses to the Calvin panel. We've wanted them back. You yeah. know, we, we're 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 making. I think the panel is making progress. I think it's developing, and I think. It's developing in the right area. Do I think we'll beat Tyrone? No, if I'm being honest. I, I don't think that that's the ones we need to be targeting. I think the Roscommon and the Donegal games, we need to be targeting. If we can pick up another couple of points, either another draw or a win somewhere else, that's bonus time. But Monaghan, or the Tur- Donegal and Roscommon are the ones we have to be aiming for and have to be winning to stay in Division 1, I, I would think. But it it's still... I I go up. I probably go up to Tyrone with more expectation than I did this time last year for the first round of the league. Yeah, so would I. Yeah, and bear in mind that this time last year, I I have the clip in, uh, on my desk at work where the Irish examiner tipped Cavan to be relegated from Division Two last year. This year, the examiner not against the examiner, but this year the examiner tipped Cavan to be relegated from Division One. So you wonder do, do Cavan get any little bit of respect at all? Like, um, listen to Sean Cavan's comments earlier. Kevin is a gentleman, uh, absolute absolute gent. I'm a big fan of his, but uh, it's totally patronising towards Kevin there. Like he's he's actually he's practically he's practically saying, oh yeah, they're, they're gritty. Yeah, they get good stuck in. Good little boys. Yeah, good little lads. They always put up a fight. You know you're in a battle. Well, no shit. You know you're in a battle. You should be every time you go out. Yeah, of course. Against what against what team can you say you you don't know you're in a battle? Sure, this is intercounty football. So it, Tyrone didn't like it when Kevin beat them in in. Um, 
the McKenna Cup but I, I put that to Finbar Riley during the week uh, and, and Finbar was saying that uh, who does like it when they lose and the yeah. Tyrone got ready in the second half he says Cavan lost to lost to Dublin and lost to Jordanstown and T- Cavan didn't like it one bit either so he says Tyrone are a serious serious team and um, they've they've got really have their their um, their eyes set on, on this year and Finbar said but so are we so you know, I hope I hope he's right and wish him the best of luck. It would be a phenomenal shot in the arm um, if Cavan could go up and beat Tyrone on Sunday. It'd be absolutely the, the, one of the best days as a Cavan supporter at senior level that I can remember was beating Derry up in up in um, Celtic Park Celtic a couple Park. of years ago. Yeah. It wasn't that much expected. 2013, yeah. It wasn't very very much expected that day, and the Cavan Derry were Division Derry. One at the time. You know, yeah. they they were close to a big team at that stage. They were, yeah. But Derry. Failed to produce in championship and have especially in the qualifiers, the they're, they're a very poor qualifier team. Even though yeah. they beat Cavan, the qualifier record is dreadful. Yeah. But um, that was a good day. So we're yeah. hoping for another one. Hopefully, I don't think it's going to be as warm as it was that day, though. Ah, that was a, that was a great day. We'll do a, we'll do a podcast about that day. We will someday. Someday we're going to uh, take a very quick commercial break. But join us after the break. We'll be talking briefly, just looking ahead to Cavan ladies taking on Tyrone, and uh, we'll also be discussing Congress which takes place in Crow Park later on today Romar Energy offer the best energy solutions for your home and business we offer A-rated condensing boilers for gas and oil solar thermal water heating systems and cost effective systems for generating heat so if you want us to help you cut your fuel bill by 50% Check out RomarEnergy.ie. Romar Energy, working towards a greener planet. Everyone's talking about Luna Bar, Cavan's most vibrant new venue. With our big screen TVs, live music every weekend, and free function room, we cater for everyone. Luna Bar, Main Street Cavan, the newest hotspot in town. So I suppose, Paul, um, the Cavan ladies taking on Tyrone to beat them in last year's Ulster Senior Semi-Final and it was probably a bit of a surprise at that stage uh, to beat them. A lot of change has gone on in the Cavan setup now, but Aidan McCabe and, and Simon Fay seem to have settled the ship a wee bit. I know the, the opening round defeat was was a bit disappointing, but they balanced it off when Clare came up. Yeah, that, that's right. I think it was Donegal the bed in the semi final last year, but they have they have taken Tyrone beat them the year before, but they, they, they've been close with in Tyrone. extra time. Yeah, that's right. Sorry, they've been close with Tyrone, but yeah, they've, they've picked up two wins now. The good win against Kildare last weekend as well away, so so they're. They seem to be back on track. They've got a good few players back. Eilish Cornyn is back, um, and she's playing full back, like a good bit of experience there. Mm. And I've got a good few young players in as well. So the, the things seem to be to be um, right back on track with them. They seem to be heading in the right direction. It'd be it's a pity that that the it's the Cavan are playing their own in men's and women's and their same ones home time. Ones and yeah, can't be avoided. Do you know the ladies' board? The ladies' authorities are separate to the men's and. Um, you know, you'd hope that someday, if all that was unified, that you'd, there'd be a unified approach to those sort of things. But maybe that's pie in the sky stuff. There's probably nothing can be done with, with that at the minute. But yeah, I think they're they're going pretty well. They're finally going tough at senior level, to be honest. Like I know they did very well last year to make the the last eight of the All Ireland, but mm. it's a big jump up. So it's going to take Cavan a few years, uh, I think, to really settle in and make a big impact in senior. Maybe start making possibly something like the lads. They need to get to Division 1. The only difference being that in lads football, two teams are promoted out of the 8 in Division 2. One is promoted out of the 8, I think it is, in, or sorry, I think it's 10 actually in Division. I'm not 100% sure, but only one gets promoted each year. It becomes very, very difficult to get that promotion spot. So it's, you know, Cavan would, would ideally be playing in Division 1 in ladies football get these girls the the highest level as quick as possible but it's, it, it's proved so difficult to get up to that Division 1 Very difficult Cavan had a great wave of, of underage footballers about 14-15 um, years ago with Ashton Doon and all those girls got to an under-16 All-Ireland final and they really backboned the team for a long number of years there um, but now they're back 
they'd now they've done really well the last few years. Like the under fourteen team winning the All Ireland, which the first time an Ulster team ever did that. Um, so they've had phenomenal success on the edge level. I think it will take a couple more years to go through, and no, no more than the men's. Actually, it's actually the the window of time for a ladies team is a lot shorter. They can, it's like you say with the car corners, they're like mushrooms. They can rise overnight. La- the ladies football teams can can, can get re- really good really quickly because um, there's a high turnover of players with every county because uh, yeah. women are getting married, having family stuff like that. I was listening to an interview of the I think it's the the ladies captain in Dublin but she's originally from Cork or something but she was saying that there's 13 different players on the panel this year than there was last year like so your your turnover is uh, far far higher at that level but we we want to wish them the, the very best of luck against Tyrone hopefully a win there will catapult them right up to the top end of the table and, and they'll be in semi-final and maybe promotion spots towards the end of it moving ahead to Congress starts this weekend and the uh, the election of the next uh, president of the GEA is going to be taking place. So Aegon O'Farrell is in his final year and looking at national media, he's taken a bit of a slating because of maybe the CPA and these Super 8 proposals and people are people are having a real go at him. Joe Brawley took a hell of a swipe at him, I think it was in the Indo this week. He did, Joe. Uh, you wouldn't want to say anything to Joe Brawley... Um in a friendly chat because Joe could repeat it or or he just wouldn't want to imagine a conversation that he had <laughs> with you because he could repeat that as well <laughs> I don't know about that but allegedly allegedly you're dealing with a barrister there but I, I, I enjoy Joe Bradley's contributions to the whole discourse of uh, on GA but I, I don't agree with the Super 8 I think it's it's a bit elitist um, I think we'll never see a Division 3 team like Tipperary make an All-Ireland semi-final again if, if that comes true um, on on the subject of the of the CPA um, I think they're getting a little bit ahead of themselves they don't have any official standing yet um, they're a little bit up in arms the CPA and uh, firstly want to say I, I back the CPA I think that it, as a movement it's a great idea yeah me too but they're they're up in arms over not getting talking time or speaking time at Congress but essentially you can only get speaking time or generally you can only get speaking time if you are involved in a motion so well, you can be invited as Joe Brawley was to talk about a charity or true. something like that. But this is different. Joe Brawley wasn't asked to for his charity to be recognised as a body of the GEA. Yeah, there was no motion really. So it. he was he was talking about something completely different. I, I think I think Aegon could have let the CPA speak as a as a gesture of goodwill or whatever, and it might have got him some positive spin off it. Yeah. But the fact of the matter is, why should he? There there is a framework in place. Like there, the CPA. They're, they're okay. Park Duffy's motion is split in the three where it was one, and the three elements of it are bringing the finals back to August, um, abolishing replays apart from in provincial and all Ireland finals, and um, the Super Eights uh, knockout stage at the quarter finals. Now the CPA are in favour of two of the three, and I heard a very good discussion on second captains where uh, Kieran Murphy put that to Anthony Miles. I think he's the treasurer of the CPA. And he was like, but he says you didn't make that clear, and it didn't make that clear in their statement. They're already. I think. The, I think the GEA, if it's going to come to loggerheads, I think the GEA are already winning this battle with the CPA, and it shouldn't come to that because they're all they should be have the same goal in mind. But the CPA are venting, they're letting off steam. Really, what what level of influence do they have? Number one, they didn't seek a mandate from their members. I was talking to a fellow who's a member of it, um, who signed up oh, to be a member. All you have to do is sign up online with your email address. Is there a vetting process? What's the stop? someone going along and spending the full day putting in a, a thousand email addresses do you know there's a whole pile of other things I don't know if you can take a, 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 an organisation seriously if that's how they're me- to become members they've had no contact they haven't sent them a letter they just fill in a, a, a survey online there's, there's surveys they got online about the name of the boats and people are calling them joke names you know you have to there has to be a little bit of gravitas to this for, for it to hold some weight in fairness though maybe the, the where it held some weight was that before they started looking for people to sign online they they made the mandate very clear. We want to sort out the fixtures for club players. So I, I don't think it was it was that complicated for people to realise that that is the number one thing the CPA oh, want to organise. Absolutely, yeah, that part. That and part. so therefore, why not let people join up? It's not as if people are joining up thinking, well, oh, by being a member of the CPA, I'm going to get oranges at every single club game. That's yes. not what they're looking for. Yeah, exactly. Yeah, but on a big issue like this. 
where they can be so exact in that they, they can agree with two motions and not a third of, of a three-part, yeah. what was a three-part motion. Why don't they, if it's, if it's, they've got 20,000 members, they're all in an email database, why couldn't they have, they have taken a, um, a plebiscite of their members and, and got a mandate there? They didn't get one, so... You know, this is totalitarian stuff here. Like, are they are they um, deciding that they have the the power of twenty thousand names behind them to make a decision at committee level? Now, the, the big question is, what real power do they have? There's never going to be a club player strike. It's too disparate. It's spread across the whole country. It's it's easy with county players because there's thirty two counties, and realistically, when when the GPA first came on board, there was only a handful of really high performance setups in the country compared to now where they all probably are but um, it was there was there was the threat of a strike back that time yeah. whereas there's no club is going to strike well, if one club strikes if 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 uh, Mullerhorn strike Cavan Gales and everyone else going to go brilliant that's one less thing to worry about it, there's not going to be a, cl- a club strike so I can't see what the CPA can do only make a load of noise in the media and the, the, they're doing a good job of that they're doing a good job of that but what's that going to do give a bloody nose uh, in the media you know the likes of Park Duffy got that over the Sky deal and it didn't it didn't it didn't have any impact on them I think um, just to go off on a tangent I, I actually think the way another it's gone <laughs> or tangent off a tangent here <laughs> I, I actually think the way it, it is heading is um, and it's no individual's fault but I think the way it is heading is it's going to go professional I think the wheels are in motion and once you, that, that train starts coming down the tracks you can't, you can't get it stopped when there's so much money involved invested interests I think we're, it's going to go like the AFL. You're going to have a ten-team league. Cavan, Cavan is going to be in lumped in with Manon or Fermanagh or something like that. It's going to be a franchise. Dublin is split in two, and it'll reach the point where there's such a crisis. There's so much money in, uh, in the commercial aspect of the county game. There's such a crisis at club level that by a flick of a switch you could co- you could solve all that. Yeah. By by creating this super league, pay the players, have ten teams, let them gobble up all the money they want and free the clubs of all the distractions and the clubs can work away as, as they want and I, I think it's going to reach a crisis point where there's no other way it can go but that's a long way down the line still Paul even even at, at a, a modest estimate you couldn't see that happening in the next 10 years I could see it happening in 10 years I could yeah I could maybe in 10 years time but not not like for that to happen in 10 years time the wheels would have to be in motion in 5, 6, 7 years time it could happen. It could happen very quick. Yeah, I, could, I think it could happen very quickly. I think Sky have got a deal for the next five years. Sky, Sky are the ones that I would be would think that that might push something like that because okay, it hasn't been gone well for them so far. But if they, it must they must see potential in it when they've come back in again. And what they have done in darts, so or they they did in with Premiership Soccer in England, if they see a market for it, they are a massive money making machine. They see a they see a way to make money. Everything in their in their organisation is is focused like a magnet on getting that money. And if they see a way, they will just say, "Well, let's just set up our own little super league here, and we can pay the players if we can make money at it. Let's do it." That's what they did in the Premiership. What do you yeah, think about it? Like, but they haven't got the infrastructure. You see, within the GEA, they would say within the Premier League, a club would own its own grounds. A club would own its own club. It's not that structure in the GEA. You know, a lot of clubs don't own their own grounds. A lot of county boards, they're they're are tied to Crow Park so it, it, it's not that easily where do you play the games if you if you go with a professional league like for Sky to for Sky to turn around and do something like that they have to create stadium they have to no well uh, it'd be a break, if it was a breakaway it might be something like um, the way rugby went in 95 when it went pro so you'd still have the GEA would be like the IRFU move over from the amateur to the professional yeah. yeah you couldn't do it the other way but anyway look I don't know it can't but be a breakaway I, it, I actually think it has reached such a crisis point that it might be for the better in the long run, and like that's a horrible, amazing, t- drastic thing to say. Why but is it horrible? Why why would you even think it's horrible? For for the to give the opportunity to even if you go at ten, ten teams in a super league, and you have a panel of thirty on each team to give three hundred players at both Gaelic and Horland an opportunity to be professional athletes. What's horrible about that? Granted, they don't get to play with their club. That's that's a sacrifice I'm sure they're willing to make for five or six hundred euros. So a week. what so what if the entire if the entire fabric of Irish sport and life is changed for a tiny, 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 tiny percentage of people to be able to get paid to go out and play football? How how could that be good for the greater good? The the reason I think it's a horrible thing this uh, prospect is because uh, county football and Horan 
in its present guise is a beautiful thing it's amateur it's for for the sake of it now it's tainted a little bit there's sponsorship deals different things like that some counties are more equal than others as they say but it's it's a beautiful model as it is you're playing for the pride of, of your place and that can't go on forever like it's amazing it's lasted as long as it has with the crowds that it's getting you know, with the media interest, it's it is absolutely unique, and it's amazing it has gone on as well as it can. And it's only because the Savage Club is native shore. And I've told this story to a number of people about uh, a, a woman I know who has four kids, and she moved in from Cavan originally moved back into the Cavan area and she was living half a mile away from a football pitch and her kids started playing football Gaelic football and all excited and loved playing the Gaelic football for from the age of five up until eight or nine and then when they started to see iPads and, and TV and computer and were exposed to advertising they gained an interest in soccer now neither of the parents are, are into sport really in any way but they were happy that they're their kids were playing sport and, and they were happy that it was the GEA because it was right beside them nice and easy but because of the influence of the advertising and these Premier League players being put up on a pedestal and selling the Nikes and selling the Adidas and, and always being in their face these kids then the eldest of the kids wanted to start going to play soccer never seen daddy play soccer never seen mommy play soccer just from the influence of advertising now currently what we have at the county level is that we have county managers who are basically saying, no, no, no media, stop you. No, 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 you can't talk to him, you can't talk to him. So the, the people that the kids want to aspire to, and every kid playing any sport in the world has, has a role model, has somebody they want to aspire to. We're not given the, the, the inter-county player for 30 of the, of the 32 counties, I'd say, aren't given that role model. Kerry and Dublin are given the role models. Outside of that, the rest of them aren't. So they don't see somebody they can aspire to. If you go professional with a certain number of teams and give good media coverage, better media coverage, better, uh, I suppose, status to the players, then then you're going to grow the, the whole movement, I think, personally. And you're also going to take away this horrible situation where clubs are at beck and call to when the county is doing well or not doing well or progressing or not progressing, sitting there waiting. I, I, I think it's the only way that the GA should go. Yeah, well, I think it's the way I think it's the way it will go and it probably is the way it has to go. Like in a uto- utopian world we could continue with county football in its current guys and um club football could fit around it but that it can't it's not working at the minute the model is broken so like there is going to be a drastic change look at the way everything else has changed yeah. it's amazing that Gaelic football is still organised along the same lines as it was 20 30 years ago like it's mad there's very few other sports let's think of a sport that's still organised the same way as it was 50 years ago yeah, so- not soccer's not darts. I suppose not. we. Well, no, I said sports, not darts. We went. We went, <laughs> we went off on a wee bit of a tangent, off the tangent. But Cavan County Board have decided they're back in all three: the Super Eight, the change date of the All Ireland, and the replays. Um, so you know, essentially, it, it it does look like most counties are going to back it. Even I heard Tipperary, the players um, from Tipperary County or County Panel, asked not to support it but the county board is going ahead anyway yeah well it's it's amazing that, that Park Duffy um, and I think Aegon O'Farrell as well uh, but definitely Park Duffy went around the country um, proposing proposing uh, or telling county boards and delegates about their the new proposal that was a massive publicity drive they went on they had Mike Sheehy interviewed on the GA website the Kerry legend supporting it so there's obviously a little bit of pressure coming on. Like, it's politics. Like, you know, how yeah, do you get is. these positions? It is politics. Uh, you have to do favors for different people. Once there's voting involved and canvassing, you know, it becomes to, into the political realm, and it is all politics. But that's the democratic process that we have in the GEA. Well, that's it. What, what's the alternative? Yeah, I look at exactly. That's just the nature of the beast. Like, so um, there is going to be a little bit of horse trading. I'd imagine they will get it over the line, and if they don't, it would be absolutely. Um, Jesus, it'll be it'll be humiliating really for the powers to be if it doesn't get across the line. After all the focus they've put on it, it would be a terrible blow to them that if it doesn't get over the line, and I think it will. Um, but, you I know, suppose I, it's 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 just a latest step on the on the road towards the other. But maybe it's even though they're saying it's it's uh, it's Duffy's proposal or whatever they were you know they were calling the park Duffy's. Is it Aegon's final chance to deliver on one of the F's? Fixture that he's made a change there. 
Yeah, his four Fs: uh, fixtures, finance, facilities, and uh, family. Family, yeah. So maybe it's maybe it's, it's fixtures. Yeah, look, bringing the thing back is good for for clubs. Like bringing the finances back is definitely good. Um, uh, the the abolishing replays, um, yeah, it's probably it's good for clubs as well. Like it probably allows you to schedule better. Replays were definitely making a yeah a mockery to schedule, but the super rates, I think. I don't think it should be in with these other motions. It's a totally separate thing. Yeah. It's just more games. It's money generating more money. There's nothing wrong with generating more money, but it can't be all. Um, it can't be all about money, and it can't Is be all the, elitist. And, and, and I'm only playing devil's advocate here. Is there not party that that is is tickled and excited about the fact that you're going to have the best teams in the country coming head to head and three weekends in a row in August over this? You know. The, the, the quarter final you look at last year's quarter finalists uh, where Tipperary Galway um, Dublin Kerry Monaghan Tyrone oh. Mayo and that's the, that's the eight isn't it seven there I think anyway you imagine regardless of what way you split them up into two groups of four you've got some massive games oh yeah look that'll be that'll be fantastic but why not just limit the championship to eight teams in the first place? But my brother well, that's what you're going to do when you make them all professional. <laughs> <laughs> yeah. Well, I mean, when you see that, like, and you see the market that's there for those eight teams, yeah. what's to stop you saying, actually, let's just have these eight as professionals? And maybe, what about, what about Cavan? Oh, throw them in with Monaghan. You know, what, about, what about Sligo? Just throw them in with Mayo. Mm. Make, make eight regional teams or ten teams. <laughs> but my brother always makes the point about, about Horland. He's been saying this for years, that, um, how, how Horland... Get such positive coverage. Like, Horan's the warrior game. Whereas football, Jesus, every, every, there's never a good game football if you believe some of the punditry. But he was saying, of course, if you took the top eight teams, there's only nine teams in Horan. Yeah. They're always playing each other. Yeah. Every game is a classic. That's but true. Football, they rarely play each other. That's true. You know, it's, 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 but you have to be equitable at the same time. Like, you have to give teams their day in the sun. Um, Tipperary wouldn't have been in the, the, the top tier last year if that was the case because they were coming out of Division 3 and hadn't won a Munster or anything like that so you know it's I don't know I'm just thinking of for the likes of Cavan if we were still where we were in the 40s I'd probably be saying oh yeah screw the rest of them and, and uh, let us let us in with the big boys but you know I'd be afraid if we were in the bottom tier we'd always be in it Possibly Good note to finish the McAvoy <laughs> Super Value GEA podcast Paul positive as always Club V is Cavan's best over 21s entertainment venue. With state-of-the-art lighting and sound system, VIP room with bar, as well as a cocktail bar, outdoor heated and fully seated smoking area, so you can sit, relax and take time to catch up with friends. Club V opens every Saturday night and holiday Sunday at 11pm. To find out more about Club V and our upcoming events, follow us on Twitter or become a fan on Facebook. Club V Virginia at the Riverfront Hotel.